Welcome to KBJR6 Presents Beyond the Headlines. I'm Dan Wolf. Anchoring KBJR6 newscast every night is without a doubt the best way to give Northlanders the information they need to get through their day. But it's also important to investigate certain stories in more detail than a daily newscast allows. That's why once a week I sit down with local leaders and officials to talk about the issues you are concerned about. From politics to current events, I'm here to break down the issues facing Northlanders. This is Beyond the Headlines. Over the next few weeks, we're sitting down with candidates running for Duluth mayor. There are eight candidates challenging incumbent Emily Larson in the primary election August 13th. We are, have been joined by two of them today. We'll hear from them in just a little bit. We begin with Mayor Larson, who is seeking re-election. We appreciate you joining us this morning. It is great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. It's been uh, almost four years since you assumed the role of yeah. Duluth mayor. Why run for re-election? Well, I'm really committed to the work that we've done, to the foundation we have laid. We've added 1,000 new units of housing. We have elevated the role and importance of workforce. We have a reliable, sustainable streets funding plan. Uh, we're making really important inroads to expanding economic opportunity across every single neighborhood. I'm excited about the work that we're doing, and we're just getting started. There is more to get done. Um, but there's more about this vision that I believe is really important and critical at this time in this community. You mentioned affordable housing. There was mm -hmm. a crisis when it came to affordable housing four years ago. Is there still a crisis in the city of Duluth? Yeah, no question. Housing? No question. And we are not unlike other cities. Affordable housing is at a crisis point really nationally. We feel that crunch here. We have a supply issue. We don't have enough affordability. Um, we also are growing in population. And so we are adding to our population count at the same time. So Yes, we have an affordability crisis. It is why I have founded a mayor's task force to fund affordable housing locally. It's also why we are building upon every strategy we can. The last two projects we've brought forward have 20% affordable uh, units in there. And then we also have Rebuild Duluth, where we will be partnering with affordable housing developers to do infill housing in our neighborhoods. Is there ever going to be a day when we can say, the crisis is over. There's no more affordability issue when it comes no, to housing. No, no. I mean, there's always a new crisis. That's mm -hmm. the that's the thing that makes municipal work so dynamic. It matters deeply in everybody's everyday lives. So right now it is housing, and housing because it is such a basic issue. It is such a foundational issue for people. Um, it's at the forefront where it needs to be. You know, a couple of years ago we talked about the opioid crisis, and that was a very persistent, real crisis, and it continues to be prevalent and problematic. So I think crisis is when it, it reaches a feverish pitch that it becomes really common to most people. Um, but there will always be some need. I'm hoping that this is not the place we're in four years from now. And uh, I do believe I have a plan to help us get there. You mentioned the opioid crisis, mm -hmm. still obviously a big problem here and across much of the Midwest, much of the country. Uh, what needs to be done when it comes to opioid addiction going forward in the city? Yeah, I'm proud of the work that we are doing. We have led the nation. We are the first uh, department in the nation that has a drug enforcement agency officer on staff. We are the first city in the state and I believe in the nation that has incorporated social work as a follow-up on police calls. Uh, we have come up with an opioid withdrawal unit 
very innovative and builds upon our history of being strong in the areas of combating domestic violence. Um, so I'm really proud of what we're doing. Part of what we're seeing is a need that is based on prescription, which we know about, and our healthcare providers are working on that. We also have really growing disparity, and some of this really is at the core of social connection. We have, in many cases, people who are, are experiencing, you know, not feeling seen or heard, don't feel or see that they have a role to economically advance, and that can kind of be exasperated by drug use and self self-medicating. So there's really, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Any family and every family I know that has been impacted by opioids, uh, there is no single answer. It's very complicated, and it's it's not an addict's fault as much as it's a call for our community to do better. Uh, let's switch to roads a little yeah. bit. That, that half percent sales tax that the legislature uh, finally pushed forward and uh, helped to enact here in the city. Uh, how big of an impact is that going to have on our roads going forward? Is, is this uh, a big impact when it comes to fixing our streets that seem to always be crumbling in some way? I know. I know. This is game changing for this community. This is the one thing I am most proud of because the community voted together. We came up with a plan. We worked our tails off to get it approved. When I took office, there was no long-term sustainable course by which to fund streets. And now we have $10 million a year set aside um, starting next year. It is game-changing. So it's going to be really inconvenient for people. We're going to have a lot of road construction. We're going to get really significant mileage done. Next year it's going to be paired with the Twin Ports Interchange Can of Worms project. Um, but to me this fundamentally changes the reliability of the city. That is critical for residents, for business owners, for employers uh, to know that the city is doing everything we can to be that stable, reliable partner that you need. Would you list uh, the passing of that half percent sales tax as your greatest achievement as mayor? Absolutely. And uh, moving forward now, I want to touch on something. Uh, you spoke on national television uh, at Amy Klobuchar's announcement that she was running for president. Um, another big moment, at least I took it as a big moment, former Mayor Don Ness said you would make a great candidate for the 8th Congressional oh. District. Uh, that, that was back uh, when, when, I think that was 2016. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a couple of big moments for you. Do you have greater political ambitions beyond Duluth Mayor? Yeah, you know, I get asked this all the time, so I'm, I'm sure. actually super happy you <laughs> asked it now. I am really happy with what I do. I am running for mayor. This is the work that I do. I'm running for another four years. I do think there there could be other opportunities. I've had other opportunities and said no because this is the work that I have asked voters to entrust me with and I'm, I really take that commitment seriously. So there may be opportunities. I'm not someone who, you know, shifts around to try to, to sneak into them. I'm pretty transparent and clear about what's important to me. I'm running for mayor because this is the work I'm passionate about and if that leads to something else, that's fine. That's not why I'm doing this work then that's actually not why I'm supporting different candidates or it's not why I do or don't, you know, work to get on national TV. One of the other candidates uh, I spoke with this morning, we're going to hear from in just a little bit, uh, did mention that uh, Duluth's economy is doing well. Mm -hmm. um, is this still a business-friendly city? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I would say 
you know, the fact that we have over a billion dollars of construction going in just downtown in the next few years through our medical district is a huge endorsement of that. The growth that we are seeing of entrepreneurs, of neighborhood business districts, of, you know, renewing a lease up at AAR, of the expansions we're seeing, that is not accidental. It happens because people feel that this is a city that they want to invest in, that they can find good employees, that their investments are valued. This is a great city to do business, and um, it's, it's an honor that we get to be a part of that. Um, and I also take feedback. So we have changed some of how we do things in City Hall. We have changed how we do our planning and economic development. We are removing red tape where we can. We want to be nimble. It's hard for us to be as nimble sometimes as people want, but, and we are listening. Duluth Mayor Emily Larson, we appreciate you being here this Thank morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We are joined by John Socha, candidate for Duluth Mayor. John, we appreciate you joining us this morning. It's an honor and a privilege to be here, it, not it, only for you guys, but for the citizens. It's good to have you here. We want to talk a little bit first. Uh, for those who don't know you, uh, tell us who you are and uh, what you've been doing in Duluth. Well, my lifelong experiences with uh, general construction and contracting have kept me occupied pretty much my life. So uh, I'm familiar with uh, street maintenance processes, which is one of my primary uh, visions for Duluth to improve that and uh, we'll go on from there. Okay, and how long have you called Duluth home? Uh, it, this has been my lifelong residence ever since my uh, family immigrated here back in 51. Okay, and why are you running for Duluth mayor? Well, there needs to be improvements in the streets, definitely. I mean, everybody sees that. But uh, it's, a, it's a matter of uh, making decisions that are right for street maintenance, for the citizens of Duluth as a whole, enriching everybody's lives, not just special interest groups, and uh, making sure that uh, the mayor dedicates his time uh, diligently and uh, resourcefully and efficiently with the tax dollars. And uh, you mentioned uh, first and foremost uh, roads. Uh, and yeah. That 10% be... sales tax uh, was passed and recently approved by the state legislature. Uh, do you think more needs to be done? Uh, Without taxation, yes. I think there's a lot more that can be done just by efficiently uh, getting street maintenance performed and maybe introducing and implementing better policies and strategies for street maintenance throughout the whole year. How do you do that uh, without raising taxes further? Uh, there's so many ways to efficiently conduct road services that by just appealing to uh, the workers of the, of, of the city, you can see that if they're more efficient in their processes on the street maintenance, that's going to save the tax dollars many dollars all the way around. And, it, and we can uh, implement those tax dollars for other things like uh, maybe a surplus budget or increasing the, uh, the number of uh, mil uh, uh, law enforcement personnel. Uh, and uh, there's many other avenues that you can pr uh, pursue uh, with the excess or with the extra tax dollars saved. And uh, you listed uh, roads, obviously, as one of the top issues uh, you're running on to improve. Concerns, yes. um, I, I ask every candidate we have on here for mayor, what are your top three issues uh, that you're running on? What else would you list? Well, I would say that uh, the elimination of any future taxation is another priority. Uh, I don't think it's necessary. We're one of the highest taxed bases per capita in the state of Minnesota, and we just need to use our funds more efficiently. And then, of course, uh, our communities, they require much more law enforcement uh, to prevent crimes. And uh, we have to make Duluth an unattractive corridor for criminals of every sort. 
So in order to do that, we need to increase the number of law enforcement personnel. And uh, having a surplus budget, an annual surplus budget, we can attend to weather-related catastrophic events or emergency contract is, or emergency construction needs that are probably necessary sometime during the course of a year. Okay. Uh, we hear it all the time. Uh, there is an affordable housing crisis in the city of Duluth. What needs to be done to create more housing, more affordable housing in the city? You know, affordable housing has always been a dilemma in the city of Duluth. And Herb Bergson was the one who addressed it, I think, most efficiently. On 3rd Avenue West and 3rd Street, there's a complex there for affordable housing for low income. And that was uh, one of his priorities when he was campaigning. And that's definitely a, a gem for the city for the uh, low-income housing individuals. Uh, the state and federal funds that can be accumulated for housing need to be pursued a little bit more effectively. I'm thinking uh, how to do that, maybe with a little more research, I'll be able to get my, my grip on that and uh, get a hold of how to do that better. Some of, uh, one of your first days as mayor of Duluth, what are the first actions you take? Street improvements. Immediately uh, head to the, uh, the maintenance uh, building and let these guys know you need to be more efficient with your street repairs. And uh, street maintenance in the wintertime is, is crucial for preserving what repairs have been made the previous year. Another big problem uh, within the city of Duluth, really the entire region, much of the Midwest, is the opioid crisis. Uh, in addiction to opioids, what needs to be done here at the city level to help fight that problem? Uh, increasing law enforcement personnel is probably the only solution to that problem. It'll keep your communities much safer, more secure. Your neighborhoods will be more friendly and more receptive to, uh, to, uh, to everybody. And uh, if you make Duluth unattractive to criminals and, and they see that there's law enforcement here ready to step in and take action, then you'll see that uh, the, criminolo the criminology aspect of, of drug opioids, drugs and opioid addiction will, will sometimes dissipate and maybe go to other places, which isn't always the solution, but at least it will not be affecting our city. Last question for you. Why should people vote for you in this primary that's coming up? Well, if they believe in my vision for the city of Duluth, then uh, they need to support it. And uh, if they're successful in their support, then uh, this vision will become a reality. And they can be confident when they look in their family members' eyes or in their friends' eyes and, or passers-by, they can feel confident that they've contributed posi positively to their improvements, their improvements of streets, their uh, improvements of safer and more secure law, uh, law enforcement in the communities and uh, in the neighborhoods. And they'll just have a better Duluth altogether. John Socha, we appreciate you joining us this morning. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. It is Daniel Weatherly's turn. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, an opportunity for you to introduce yourself to folks. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're doing here in Duluth. Um, I'm currently uh, self-employed. I'm doing firewise contracts for Lake County. I've been here since sixth grade. Um, I went to middle school. I went to high school here. I went to two colleges here. I got my GIS bachelor's. I got my CAD engineering certificate. I've worked many different jobs around the area from delivering newspapers to working at gas stations to uh, doing all sorts of labor jobs to working for engineering firms doing uh, pipeline work. So I have lots of experience in all different uh, sorts of sectors and uh, yeah, hopefully what I have to bring can help the city. And why are you running for the mayor of Duluth? Um, as I get older I keep watching the news and uh, you know, start you know, cursing at the television like my father used to do and uh, my taxes continue to grow. and. Um, 
I don't know where my dollars are being spent. And I feel like a lot of the citizens are feeling the same way. And I want to provide transparency to everybody and maybe relieve some of these tax levies that we have going on and uh, make sure our, our dollars are being spent effectively so we can solve some of the issues that we have going on in the city. You mentioned uh, a need for greater transparency. How do you achieve that? Um, with uh, open audits, I want to see all the audits. I want to see all the audit data. I want to see up to date with uh, key performance indicators as far as like how much money do we spend on road salt? How much have we used so far? Is it snowed extra amount this year that we're not aware of? That is why we're having a, you know, a decrease. Uh, we don't have enough salt, we need to spend more money. Or does road costs more this year than they were the year before? Like reasons why we're spending more money. I ask every candidate who comes in, uh, what are the top three issues you're running on? You listed transparency there. Uh, give us another couple that are especially important. I think affordable housing is definitely a big issue. As uh, you know, my generation is taking care of the elderly more and more as the baby boomers are continuing to retire. We're taking care of them, and we have less of a livable wage at this time. And we can barely take care of ourselves as far as affordable housing is concerned and our wages that you know is becoming an issue for elderly and you know my generation as well so more and more people are becoming homeless and struggling to get by and this needs to be addressed and we need to fix the problem so you mentioned affordable housing uh, and some of the issues that have come along with it why it's such a big problem what needs to be done uh, to tackle the issue um, I think that um, you know with us with the county just took over of uh, setting the market rates back in 2011 Maybe the city needs to take over that as well now, where we just like basically tripled the property taxes that are happening now in the city, where it's not just downtown businesses, it's uh, you know private residents as well, and that's affecting people being able to pay their mortgages and rental prices across the city right now. So if you are a lower income person, maybe your property tax should be adjusted accordingly, not just the property of your of value of your house, but you know your wage should you know be put in the factor as well on how much you're being charged for property tax. The opioid crisis is another huge problem here in the city, the county, our region. Uh, what needs to be done to fight uh, the issue of addiction and opioid addiction in particular? There's not one solution to solve one problem or, you know, everyone might become addicted to drugs or opioids for different reasons. It might be because they had an accident and they had, you know, their health care took care of their prescription for a set amount of time and then all of a sudden it cut off because they didn't have proper health care and now they resort to you know street drugs to you know supplement their pain and then it goes downhill from then there without being regulated drugs and they might find themselves in another thing but we need lots more programs the programs we have work we just need to fund them more and we need bigger and you know more money spent on them Obviously, you're running for mayor of Duluth, so you're not happy with uh, the way everything is going right now. But uh, I do ask the candidates, uh, what's going well in the city of Duluth as it stands right now? Um, there is lots of economic growth. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to dog on Mayor Larson. She has done a lot of stuff as far as, you know, getting a lot of apartment building projects going on. We got stuff going on in Morgan Park, up by Lake Superior College. UMD's got stuff going on. But that helps out as far as now, but only like 20% of those the apartments in those complexes are affordable while we still have thousands of people that are living in their cars that don't have access to services. We need to have at least an emergency shelter that can give basic essential human services to people in the city. Why should people vote for you in the upcoming primary? Because the average age 
a, a citizen in Duluth, Minnesota is 33 years old. That's how old I am. These problems are my problems. They're not, you know, if we hire, if we get an older candidate, they're just trying to solve someone else's problems. These problems are my problems. These problems are our problems. These problems affect the elderly, they affect the young, and we need something to look forward to. We need, you know, we need something that can, it's part of their life. Like, I'm living this. I'm, you know, a bad, bad life event from, you know, being in the same situation as half these people that are homeless around the city. So, I care. Well, Daniel Weatherly, we appreciate you joining us this morning to talk about your run for mayor. Thank you so much. And just a reminder for you, you can take Beyond the Headlines with you wherever you are. You can now download the Beyond the Headlines podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. Three mayoral candidates declined our invitation to join us on the program due to scheduling conflicts today. They are Caleb Anderson, Don Riala, and Doris Queen Lavender. You can learn more about them and all the candidates on our website, kbjr6.com. We provided profiles of each of them to help you make your decision on primary day, which is August 13th. That's all the time we have this week for Beyond the Headlines. I'm Dan Wolf. We're back here the next two weeks with candidates for Duluth City Council. We'll see you then.